Well, greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to my YouTube channel. My name is John Campia, and this is a companion video. What are companion videos? Well, I'm often glad that you asked. Every day on the John Campia Show, Monday through Friday, we take the second half of the show to take your live questions. However, we normally don't have enough time to get around to all the questions that get sent in, but if you sent in those questions, give us fun things to talk about and tips to support our channel, we want to make sure you don't have to wait too long to get those questions answered, so we gather them up, we address them here, on companion videos and i'm joined today by kim curran is helping me out here today thank you for being here kimberly hey guys yeah absolutely i'm so excited and we do have a lot to get to so look i, I want to give the same disclaimer i had to give on the john caber show today there are a number of questions that were sent in that we just simply had to delete uh because there's because there's some <laughs> of you guys sending those questions so john in spider-man no way home when this happens and this happens and this character says this to this like it's like what makes you think we can read that on the show? We can't read that on the show. So uh, my apologies to those of you guys who sent in questions uh, retaining, uh, retaining that, but you know we can't read those on here. So some of the questions had to be removed, but there you have. But still, there are still a ton of good ones here that we need to get to today. So Kimberly, what do we have? All right. This is coming from Terrell Wise. He says, after watching No Way Home, I'm convinced Tom Holland will lend his voice in the Across the Spider-Verse animated movie. I still doubt it. But I mean, it's it's not it's definitely not an impossibility. Like when they announced that they were doing that Peter Parker in high school animated show on Disney Plus, I mean, it opened up a lot of possibilities. Again, I still think Sony wants to kind of keep that separate, but you never know. It's possible. All right, what's next? Garden Variety Vagabond says, praying that Ray and Anne's family in the Philippines were not affected by the super typhoon Rai. Yeah, I, from what I understand, uh, Anne and Ray's family are clear of that whole area, but still our thoughts and well wishes to everybody uh, out there from that. Like the last I heard, the, the casualty list was approaching 300 or something Holy like God. that. So yeah, our, our best thoughts to everybody out there right now. All right, what's next? This is from I Got We Got This Covered, which tipped in 20. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, I Got. Hi, gang. Hope this makes it for the 1220 show. Watched four movies this weekend. Spider-Man No Way Home, 3 out of 10 for being cringy and nostalgia fan service. Memberberry Fest. <laughs> Felt like when a sitcom has a best of or flashback episode where characters go, remember when X happened? Nightmare Alley, 8 out of 10 for Del Toro crafting a psychological drama thriller in the style of classics from yesteryear. Love the suspense and the cast was terrific. West Side Story gets 9 out of 10. That America dance number was just sublime Spielberg's direction wow but the highlight was drive my car 10 out of 10 a pure masterpiece exploring the human condition well deserving of his accolades have slash will you see it no that's uh, that is an Asian film and I I probably won't have time to get around to seeing that but West Side Story it's it is the best film of the year and I'm very I'm glad to hear you see those good things about Nightmare Alley because that's one I haven't seen I'm going to see that this week and I'm very, very excited about that. But yeah, for me right now, West Side Story, and you're right, that America dance number is like probably the best scene of the year. Um, all, all like all around. That's probably the best scene of the year and probably is still the best movie of the year to me. All right. Thanks for writing that in. I got this. All right. What's next? Jay Bling says, No Way Home's final domestic box office should be interesting to pay attention to. While Endgame has the opening weekend record by a long mile, Force Awakens had a major box office boost thanks to the holidays, which No Way Home also has. Uh, no Way Home also has major hurdles to overcome, mostly theaters are now starting to close again in some places in the world, uh, limited capacity in other places. It's going to be very interesting to see how 
the Omicron situation affects the the long-term box office of Spider-Man, I think it will have an impact. How much, we won't know yet, but we'll find that out soon. All right, what's next? This is coming from Dangerous D. He says, hi, John. I think Kevin Feige gets his ideas from CW shows on what not to do. CW slash DC does many stories about the multiverse, but Feige sees what they're doing wrong and the opposite. CW makes eight seasons, 22 episodes per season. Feige says one season, 10 episodes. Thoughts? No, that's not true at all. Look, but they're they're both trying to do different things. Kevin Feige isn't trying to do with their multiverse stuff what Warner Brothers and, and CW are trying to do with their multiverse stuff. Also, in my opinion, CW gets it right in doing 20 plus episodes. It's, it's just like the best shows, most of the best shows of all time have had longer episodes. That's what they run. I was, I was watching Supernatural. I watched that for 15 years 15 at 20 plus episodes Ooh. every year. I mean, that's great. I mean, that's awesome. Look, no, they're all just just trying to do different things. Kevin Feige's not looking at CW for what not to do because they're trying to do completely different things. All right, what's next? Joey LK says, hey, John, so my understanding of the difference between the multiverse and broken timelines slash variants in Loki is that in Loki and Endgame, they're dealing with one universe, infinite branches from that timeline and variants, but it is still the same universe. In Spider-Man, we're actually dealing with endless multiverses with separate, unrelated timelines that have been brought into our universe. Yeah, and so the scramble begins of MCU fans trying desperately to explain away the differences between. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I don't. I think your theory, Joey, is as good as any of the ones I've heard. I think that's a, a very valid way to try to explain it and theorize about it. But it's like, yeah, it does leave a lot of people can say, so wait a minute. So then what's the difference between, because in Loki, they use the term multiverse. They say, oh no, we got to do everything we can to stop the multiverse. But in other MCU things, a multiverse has already existed. It's already there. It's whatever. So what's the difference between another person from the multiverse versus a person who's a variant and all this kind of stuff. And it's it's all pretty convoluted and we'll we'll see how they pull this together. It's turning into that scene from Endgame with Rhodey and Hulk going, so you're just telling me that Back to the Future is BS? Oh yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it is right <laughs> that's now. That's kind of what, what's happening all right, here. What's next? Garden Variety Vagabond says, congratulations, Kim. 274,313,000. 783,000 per box office mojo per weekend listing and 253 million under gross domestic revenue. A win either way and already over 587 billion. Wait, yes, that would be million. That that must mean an M. <laughs> uh worldwide, we're looking at a COVID billion dollar film. Many will we will rewatch. Yeah, I like I the billion dollars is definitely still on the table. It's just what what went away a long time ago was when we, there were talks of two, like there were some even people writing into that were swearing it was going to make $3 billion, but obviously like 2 billion off the table. 1.5 is still possible. A billion definitely in the conversation. Like even with the, the current situation with the pandemic and everything, I still think a billion is, is definitely a very realistic thing you can do. I don't even think 1.5 is totally without outside the realm of possibility, but I think $2 billion is off the table. But anyway, there's that. All right, what's next? All right, Sean Porter says, love the movie. Maybe one of my favorites of all. Yeah, that's one of the great things about seeing a great movie is, you know, that whole idea, though, that seeing it the first time. That's why when people write in and they tell me they're about to see, like, X classic movie that they've never seen yet, I actually say I feel jealous because they get to do something I never get to do again, which is watch that movie again or watch that movie for the first time, something I'll never get to do again. So well said, man. All right, what's next? 
All right, Ben Burnside says, hey, John, unfortunately, I forgot to send in Super Chats for the Spider-Man No Way Home spoiler discussion. Should I just send in my question to the show's email or will I be able to send them to the spoiler discussion part two? The movie was as epic as Endgame for me. Unfortunately, Ben, no, you can't do either. Um, part two and part three are just going to be me getting caught up on all the the questions that came in and super chats that came in during the recording of the Spider-Man open spoiler discussion. We're not adding more to them at this point. And no, you cannot email them in because we cannot answer them on the general show because there's still a lot of people that haven't had a chance to see it yet. I mean, it is, this wasn't a TV show. This was in theaters. People haven't had a chance to see it yet. So unfortunately, Ben, you're probably gonna have to wait probably a good month before you can start sending those things in. We'll start talking about it more openly, but I mean, with the thing making the second biggest opening weekend of all time, that means a lot of people have already seen it, but still we're going to wait a few weeks because there are a number of territories that it's getting pushed back and they don't have a chance to watch it yet. So we're just gonna have to wait for a little while. All right. Thanks for asking Ben. Next up. Kevin R says, I'm sad slash pissed guys. I can't do my job without being on social media and got almost the entirety of no way home spoiled for me. I, I tried to get tickets for opening night, but everything was sold out. Couldn't find a ticket before the 30th. Here's the good Ooh. thing, Kevin, is that honestly, it mostly won't matter. The movie is really good. Like we all know the Titanic sinks at the end, but the movie was still, I think it won best picture that year. Um, this will still be a great movie going experience. Yeah, a, a couple of surprises won't be surprises, whatever. But it's still a great movie. You're going to have a great time watching it. The movie was not ruined. You're going to get to see it, and that's a good thing. But it is unfortunate that you're in that situation that it was, sounds like a perfect storm. You can't be away from social media, but at the same time, you couldn't go out and see it right away. So, And that does suck, and I feel bad about that. But at the same time, the movie is still great. You're still going to enjoy it, and you're still going to have a good time. All right, what's next? Kevin R. says, have to say, John, Discovery Plus has quickly become one of my favorite streaming services right now. It's a great deal for $4.99 a month, especially if you're a true crime fan. I really like Disney or Discovery Plus. Yeah. I like it a lot. I, I watch it almost every day. And because Anne and I are suckers for all the food shows and we're suckers for home reno shows and all that. Yeah. Kind of, I don't even watch the true crime stuff. And a lot of other people I know only watch Discovery Plus for the true crime stuff. It's a really great assortment of stuff. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens once they take over Warner Brothers. Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah, they're taking over that's Warner Brothers. Right. So. The streaming world continues to grow. And evolve. It's yep. changing. All right, what's next? Maria Espino says, John, saying that Spidey's return in Endgame after dying in Infinity doesn't take anything away. It's like saying Palpatine's return in Nine didn't cancel Anakin's sacrifice from Six. Imagine Imagine if Iron Man suddenly returned. Thoughts? Um, the Emperor returning in Episode Nine didn't cancel out Anakin's sacrifice in Six. That's a, that's nonsense. That's absolute nonsense. What happened? Anakin sacrificed himself to save his son in Return of the Jedi, and what was the result? Decades of peace and justice in the galaxy. Yeah, decades later, the Emperor returned, but the Empire was overthrown, and Decades of peace and justice and prosperity were brought to the galaxy. That never got taken away, and that's not nothing. Now, in any story, when the good guys win, something could still happen years later or a decade later, but that doesn't discount what happened there. So, yeah, I would personally say, Maria, those are two totally different things and nothing alike whatsoever. And, yeah, guess what? Iron Man is going to return. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, maybe not even in three years. Iron Man's going to be back. And huh. Robert Downey Jr. will be back. And it won't undo 
the powerful moment that you already experienced because you already experienced that moment in theaters when he died. You experienced that. That can never be taken away now. That doesn't change. So, yeah, it's a, I, I consider those to be very different scenarios, Maria. All right, what's next? Squiggles McGee says, all right, John, that lame spider movie is behind us. Let's get those Doctor Strange theories going. Mephisto. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Only joking. I've seen Spider-Man three times and love it. Tears of joy, all three showings. Can't wait to see it again. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Ann and I have been trying to figure out how, like, how many times we can go to see it and see it again. And I'm, I'm stoked about it. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Squiggles. All right, what's next? Anonymous says, I don't think the cotton mouth inconsistency is that big of a deal with the advent of multiverse. I think Blade will be in his own universe, only connected to the MCU through the multiverse. No, nah, they're not doing that. If they're going to do that, they would do that with the X-Men because that's who they should really do that with is X-Men. And they're not doing that. And we already know because of the end of Eternals that Blade is not in his own universe. <laughs> because like, so, I mean, that's already kind of been yep. taken care of, right? But it is going to be really interesting to see how they handle the Blade character overall. All right, what's next? Jonathan says, with No Way Home winning all that money and attention, Scorsese, Denis, and Ridley must be fuming with rage because clearly No Way Home isn't art. And it's those damn kids with their Tweeties <laughs> who support this movie. LOL, old people. Am I right? Well, Aww. anyway, no, I, I think we're overplaying that whole thing a lot. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. All right. What's next? Cameron Warford says, took my mom to see No Way Home and she loved it. She's definitely an average moviegoer. And it wasn't long ago when I introduced the entire MCU to her and watched every movie together. Love introducing new people to the movies I love. Movies are amazing, John. Honestly, one of my favorite things in the world i don't care how many times i've seen a movie one of my favorite things in the world is watching a movie i love with somebody who hasn't seen it yet and it doesn't matter if it's a movie i've seen 20 or 30 times it just doesn't matter sitting down with a, a person who has never watched <clears throat> like i don't know civil war or has never watched shawshank redemption or has never watched godfather or has never watched lord of the rings or whatever Watching a movie somebody who's never seen it before, to me, is one of my favorite things. I love introducing people to new great films. All right, what's next? Nick Peltier says, hey, John, now that Spider-Man No Way Home is out, when and what do you think Marvel Studios will announce as their next films? I'm wondering because on the marvel.com slash movies website, I realize they're reaching the end of the announced movie slate. Hold on. My guess is an X-Men film, Cap 4, Spider-Man 4, and Shang-Chi 2. I would be surprised if they say any kind of team-up film like Avengers, Young Avengers, big fan from Sodbury, Ontario, been watching since the AMC days. Thanks. All right, thanks for that, didn't Nick? Well, I mean, look, they've already basically announced Shang-Chi 2. They, they, Destin has already uh, they confirmed he's back on to do stuff like that. So <clears throat> there's always a difference between what they've officially announced they're working on and what is officially on the release schedule yet, right? But they do have a lot in the pipe. And yes, obviously we know we're going to get X-Men at some point. We're going to get Fantastic Four at some point. We're going to get the new Captain America at some point because they've already said they're doing that. So yeah, there's still a lot coming, even if it's not officially on the plate yet, but it's coming. All right, what's next? Ganillo says, hey, John, final Hawkeye predictions. Too late for Kingpin to be the big bad. He will be a do ex-mafia and for reasons of his own, solve Kate's problems by saying it's over because I say so. Clint at some point will say something to the effect of Kingpin's a bad dude, but he keeps his word. If he says it's over, you're safe. Hot chocolate and Christmas coziness to follow. Keep up the great work and bring on the filthy. I, he is the big bad, though. 
he, but we've he, got what a half hour to flesh yeah, we, out what he's gonna do about 45 minutes but we are gonna find out that he's the guy behind everything i mean obviously i mean what it looks like at least at any rate is that kate's mom is working with him oh for but sure. clearly he is the big bad we really haven't had i mean because at some point we haven't had a big bad in the show we've never known who the big bad is so whoever the big bad is it's only one episode to clear it all up and what's going on so i think it's pretty clear it is kingpin but who knows we might be in for a surprise all right what's next fabian vegas says shout out to my dutch spidey fans i saw the film saturday morning and when i got home it got reported that the nl will have a complete lockdown starting the last sunday morning at 5 a.m meaning that everyone who bought tickets never got to see it stay strong yeah and oh. i've been hearing not only that we've been hearing that for a while but also i heard the province of quebec is shutting down movie theaters oh, in no. Canada. So, I mean, yeah, it's, and we've heard whispers that New York was going to be shutting down movie theaters. Oh my if, gosh. If numbers keep going up and hospitalizations going up, you're going to see Los Angeles shut down movie theaters soon. So, I mean, hopefully it doesn't get to that, but we got to be really, really careful. We'll keep our eyes on it. Thanks for sending that in, Fabian. All right, what's next? Ryan Lawner says, well, these Spider-Man box office numbers can't possibly be right. We had it on such good authority that the reception of Eternals meant the MCU was dead forever. Yeah, whenever, it, it is funny. Look, people overplay today's news whatever that day is. If something was successful, that means everything now from, from now on is always going to be successful. If something falters, oh, that thing's over now. Now it's done. And yeah, clearly, Ryan, that is not the case. All right, what's next? Korea Got Soul says, Hey, John. Hello, Kim. And good day to you, Ray. And obviously, Ray's not here today. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the tragedy of Macbeth. It's one of, the, one of my most anticipated movies. It looks trippy, weird, and fantastic all at once. Are you looking forward to this? And what are your thoughts? Yeah, we've talked about it many, many times. I mean, you're talking about Denzel Washington. You're talking about one of the most decorated actresses of all time. Uh, great director. Solid source material. What is there not to be excited about? Yeah, we've talked about this a number of times. I am dying to see this, and I've heard it's really quite good. So I'm a lot of anticipation for me, man. A lot of anticipation for me. All right, what's next? All right, Korea Got Soul says, Hey, John, hello, Kim, and good day to you, Ray, who is with us in spirit. So one of my favorite British actors is no longer in movies, and I'm wondering what happened to him. He was in Mouse Hunt, Something About Mary, and The Fifth Element. Whatever happened to Lee Evans? If, okay. If I remember correctly, he decided that he wasn't going to really do acting more. He wanted to focus on his comedy, stand-up comedy, and touring. Hmm. And then a bunch of years ago, I think he like out of nowhere announced that he was retiring from comedy because like his manager died suddenly. And like he decided he wanted to spend time with, with his family oh, and wow. stuff like that. So I, I don't know what ever happened after that. I can't, he might even be doing comedy again years later. But anyway, but that's, I think, what happened to his wow. acting career at that point. But then I'm not an expert on Lee Evans, so I, I might be right about that. I might be wrong about that. All right, what's next? Korea Got Soul says, hey, John. Hello, Kim, and good day to you, Ray. One of my guilty pleasures is Surf Ninjas. Oh, I love that movie. Super bad movie, but I love it. Trying to get a copy of it on Blu-ray. Couldn't find it on Amazon, so went on Amazon's Prime, and it's not there. Apparently, it's on YouTube. Do you remember that guy, Ernie? Um, I don't remember any of the names. Oh, gosh. I don't remember his last name, but his first name was Ernie. And he did a lot of martial, like fun martial arts movies in the 90s. And I remember Surf Ninjas. Did okay. you ever see it? Well, I mean, yes, I, I saw Surf Ninjas. <laughs> and here's some good news for you. 
Surf Ninjas is available online. I'm sure it might be available other places on DirecTV, uh, DirecTV's uh, streaming service. So if you get DirecTV's streaming service, you should be good to go because it is on there. So if you really need to see it, that's where you go. So we got you covered, man. And you know what? I think that actor, um, I think he's in the new Doogie, not Doogie Hauser, but but the, the remake the of new that's Doog- in Hawaii yeah, the Hawaii like one. Yeah. I think I saw him in that. All right. Anyway, next up, uh, Anonymous says, realize that I made a mistake on my first number in my Spider-Man weekend domestic gross. That was all movies this weekend. That means that all other movies combined only equal 21,000, 21,348,019. Though I realize that these may still be estimates, but damn. Yeah, I mean, that's not terribly... Look, there is a big new movie out. People who are going to the movies, they want to see this one movie. And nothing else new has opened this week. I mean, not that I'm aware of. So, I mean, if they're going to go... They either got a brand new, highly anticipated movie or a movie that's already been out for a few weeks. That's not really that stunning of a number, to be honest with you. All right, what's next? Theo says, Hi, John. If Sony allows Miles into the MCU, then won't they be able to use the MCU's version independently without Disney strings, except contractual stipulations? Do you think Miles Superman... Spider-Man? Spider-Man, sorry, will appear in a Venom solo movie or the MCU. No, I don't think Miles is popping up anywhere. I've been saying that for a while. I mean, look, at some point, somewhere down the line, yes. But right now, I think, um, and this is held true so far, Sony is very happy with what is happening with Miles Morales in the animated realm in their Spider-Verse franchise. They're having great success there. A lot of people excited about the next stuff. So I know I don't think we're going to see Miles popping up in live action anytime soon. Eventually, yes, but not anytime soon. All right, what's next? All right, Jonathan says, the one major gripe I had with the Raimi trilogy that got worse with each film was the character and portrayal of MJ. Needy. It's not about you. It's about me. Indecisive. Bounces between guys and annoying. The relationship falters because of her. Zendaya's MJ is my favorite, and in No Way Home, it only cemented Holland's Peter and MJ as the best Spider-Man and MCU couple. Um, I disagree. I disagree. I'm not a big fan of the MJ character as portrayed in the Raimi things, but they did portray it a little bit more realistically. That was really more of a reflection of how realistic relationships actually happen and work. So I had no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Holland's um, and Zendaya's Spidey MJ thing is nice, but it's also kind of one-dimensional in some ways. Don't get me wrong. I like it. I do. But nothing comes close to Andrew Garfield and Emma Stones. Now, granted, that's not an MJ character. That's a Gwen Stacy. Mm -hmm. But still, the Andrew Garfield, uh, Emma Stones, Peter, and Gwen relationship is absolutely the best one that's ever been in Spider-Man movies. And one of the best one that's ever been in comic book movies. Like, I put it right up there with um, Tony and Pepper. I mean, I really do. I put it right up there with that one. It, it was mm-hmm. always like, because even when you're in a bad or a not so good The Amazing Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. their scenes together, totally watchable. Like, I could watch that movie just for their scenes together. I thought they were fantastic. And I, yeah, I, I have no problem saying I put that Spider-Man relationship over the Tom Holland's and Day one. Even though I like that one, I do. But I, I prefer that one. Okay. All right. What's next? All right. Jonathan says, what's one gripe you have with the whole Raimi trilogy? TASM movies and the home trilogy. Two are great. And I love 
sorry, T-A-S-M is... Sorry, guys. <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man so much. But it's only fair to point out some flaws with each Spidey franchise, Well, right? yeah, I'm not going to sit here and do a full breakdown of the of the three different franchises. Um, I will say this, that I, I don't think any of those are perfect. Like, I, I don't think the Homecoming franchise is perfect. I don't I didn't think the Raimi thing was perfect. I mean, hell, just look at Spider-Man 3. I don't think the Amazing Spider-Man 1 is perfect. Just look at the Amazing Spider-Man 2. I will tell you what, though. I think the Amazing Spider-Man 1 is great. I thought the first Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie was great. But no, they're all, they all have flaws and problems. I mean, and not minor ones either. But I'm not going to sit here and do a full breakdown of them. Uh, like that, like I said, I didn't love the MJ character, the way they portrayed it. I think that the casting of Kirsten Dunst was the best casting for it. Kirsten is a great actress. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think that was the right casting for that. Uh, getting into the Amazing Spider-Man again, they made so many mistakes with the Amazing Spider-Man too. There's no, not even a point in going into them. And yeah, and and Homecoming has been a wonderful franchise. The Homecoming series has been a wonderful franchise, but none of them are in the top five of the MCU for me. So, so they all have their shortcomings as well. Overall, they're great, but yeah, absolutely, they all have their problems. All right, what's next? Jonathan says, sorry for talking so much about Spider-Man. It's I'm the day. <laughs> I'm sure by the time you read this, there'll be other more relevant topics to discuss. I'm still on that Spidey high after three viewings of No Way Home. Maybe more viewings in the future. Salamat Poe, John and Ray. Uh, thank you so much. And yeah, look, um, I, listen, it is the Super Bowl. Of course, when the Super Bowl happens, people are going to be talking about it for weeks afterwards. So we're talking about Spider-Man. Everybody's <laughs> busy about Spider-Man. Today, it became the second all-time biggest opening weekend box office in history during a pandemic. I mean, yeah, we're going to talk about it. And there, don't you ever apologize for feeling excited about a movie that you're loving right now, Jonathan. Don't you apologize. All right, what's next? Tyler Fleming says, hey, John and friends, been watching since the Arrow after show days. Huge fan. With all the Spider-Man things going on, just wondering if you had the chance to see Witcher Season 2. Curious your thoughts and bring on the filthy. Yeah, I was fortunate that uh, about a week ago I got to watch the the first episode of Witcher 2 before it opened. And I really liked it. I mean, it's clearly now picking up a new season, kind of establishing where everybody's at now and where we're going from here. But I, I just, it captured again the feel of the show. I really enjoyed it. Henry Cavill is great. I cannot wait to see where it goes. I'm enjoying it a lot so far, and I can't wait to watch the rest of it. All right, what's next? Lewis T Media says, Hey, John and crew, I've noticed in hi a hierarchy in the streaming wars with Netflix, HBO Max, Disney+, Plus, at the top, Hulu, and others on maybe the next tier down. All of them, I hear you talk about their content. I've never heard channels like Tubi brought up on your show. Hmm. They, they continue on, I think. Oh, they do. Uh, just read an article that Tubi is about to is about to expected to hit 700 million in 2022. I just watched a wonderful Christmas movie on there called Christmas Proposal. Do you think Tubi isn't brought up more because it's avid or AVOD, right. AVOD or they don't have premium content? I have never watched Tubi and I think that's that's primarily it. it, it they had they don't have original premium content. You know, in the streaming wars to come, it's all going to be about exclusive content. What is your exclusive original content? What do you have that nobody else can have? And I think it's going to now, a lot of people are going to have great libraries like Disney Plus has the best library. HBO Max also has a fantastic library, but it's also going to be about moving forward about the, the new stuff. Who creates the best new stuff? Tubi is kind of inhabiting that role of not playing the game. They're outside of it. They're just happy to be 
a what's the word I'm looking for? A um oh I had the word there for a second and um, now I'm losing it. Anyway, they're happy to be a collection of a lot of a lot of these things and but yeah, I don't think they're ever going to be in the big discussion of the big streaming services. And they might be perfectly comfortable in that role. Curating. That's what I was going to say. There you go. They, they're perfectly happy being a curator of other content. But uh, they seem happy to be in that role. They're making money. They're making money. I don't personally watch it, but that's just me. All right. What's next? Anonymous says, Paul Thomas Anderson was right. I didn't see Infinity War, Endgame, or Star Wars in the theater. But after No Way Home, I got AMC A-list. Nice. And going to see three movies this week. They are not No Way Home. Also rented a private theater three times for No Way Home since in my theater. Wow. There was a there was 30 showings a day and every single one of them was full. I mean, and honest, you just made the point perfectly. You know, Anderson was saying, look, we're all trying to figure out how to get people back to the theaters. But you know what's going to bring people back to the theaters? Spider-Man. And you are the perfect example of what he was talking about. You came out to see Spider-Man, had a great time at the theater. You went and got A-list. And now you're going to see more movies in theaters. And that's why Paul Thomas Anderson was making those comments saying, look, instead of bagging on comic book movies, we need to kind of be thankful that they're there. because." And you are a great poster child for that. And so thanks for sending that in and for making that point. All right, what's next? Petey says, John, Kim, Ray, have you watched Chris Elliott's Cabin Boy? I watched it for the first time last night, and I have no idea what I would just watched. I don't do drugs, but I felt like a piece of F art. <laughs> what are your thoughts about this film 27 years later? Look, I, I, I never knew what to make of Cabin Boy, but I'll tell you this. Chris Elliott was something of an underrated comedic genius. He also had this oh he also had this television show he did for a while where I think he was living in his parents' garage if I remember correctly. And we, then you go back and look at things other things he did like what about Mary and things like that. He was seriously a guy whose genius we never truly ex uh, appreciated. He was he had a comedic genius mind. He really really did. Now I, now granted Cabin Boy was never my personal favorite anything like that, but that dude was funny. And if you ever watch some of his interviews, too, the dude was absolutely hilarious in his interviews as well. So, yeah, I really liked him. All right. What's next? You know what's funny? Sorry. There was this show called Celebrity Ghost Stories where celebrities, like, had experiences with ghosts. I never and, heard like, of it. It was, like, a long time ago. And I remember he, was, he and his wife had this, like, super creepy experience. And that's what, like, that just comes to mind because I was like, oh, yeah. Interesting. All right. Guillaume LaBelle. Yes, I got it. Hey, John, sad news today. Quebec government just announced movie theaters shut down for an unspecified amount yep. of time. Will not be seeing Matrix for, Matrix for a couple of weeks. Still glad to have seen Spidey at least twice in the same weekend. Well, I'm glad you're able to get that knocked really down sad. before the theaters close down. And yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that does suck. And that's something that I'm a little bit worried about now, uh, especially when it comes to the legs for Spider-Man No Way Home, is that, you know, with theaters shutting back down... Depending on, on where you are, if this continues on, it's going to have a big impact on this film. And obviously all the other ones coming, Matrix and uh, 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 Nightmare Alley and everything else. So it is it sucks, man. We're going to keep our eyes on that, Guillaume. Thanks a lot for sharing that, man. And hopefully you're able to get back in the theaters really soon. All right, what's next? Bobaloo000 says, hey, John, your oldest fan here. Saw No Way Home Saturday and West Side Story Sunday. Blown away by Tomei and thought, wow, Oscar worthy. Then saw Rita on Sunday. Give her another BSA for West Side Story. When she started singing something, I lost it. She owned every scene she was in. 
moving. There was something so poetically appropriate to have her cast in that. I mean, obviously, because she was in the original. To have her back now in this role, playing Doc's wife and everything. And yeah, she was. She just carries this power and presence with her, this charm with her when she's on screen. Um, Marissa Tomei was great in as as Aunt May. I mean, not not going to be any Oscar conversations, but I mean, yes. Uh, Rita is probably going to get an Oscar nomination and as a supporting actress. And I'm totally down for it. Totally there for it. All right. What's next? Kurt says, went to my no way home screening on opening night and my Cinemark XD theaters power went out 30 minutes Uh into the movie. After a half hour, they canceled it. Fortunately, my group was able to get nine o'clock tickets to another, at another theater. That's great. Holy cow. Things happen, right? Bad things happen, mistakes happen, flukes happen. I never really hold any company, uh, whether it's a restaurant, a movie theater, whatever, when bad things happen. The question is always, what do they do about it? And it sounds like they took care of you after that. Because, you know, obviously they didn't plan on having a power outage. So fortunately they got you taken care of and at least you had a chance to see it. So that's a good thing. All right, what's next? Anonymous says, and this is for Ray, Ray, you all have discussed how you and Anne laughed based on the Tagalog comments of Ned's mom. But did what Ned translate match what his mom said? If not, what did she say? Obviously, unless it would be a spoiler to say. Thanks. No, yeah, Anne, Anne explained it all to me did afterwards. She? Yeah, she said it was, yeah, what Ned was translating was pretty much the right translation. So, I mean, it's no, it, not a big thing. It, it's not a big spoiler. There's a scene where Ned is with his, uh, with his mom or his grandma, I guess his grandma. mom. And she speaks in Tagalog, which is the Filipino language. And Anne and Ray, who understand Tagalog, obviously are laughing their heads off when everybody in the theaters are like, what? And then Ned translates it. So, yes, they she did say they did translate it properly, apparently. All right. What's next? Jaykin says, would love to hear your thoughts on the Michelle Yeoh, everything, everywhere, all at once trailer. Looks crazy, weird, fun and emotional. Yeah, we've actually talked about it a couple of times. It, it's it's one of these trailers that just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, just, just one day we just like saw, that. like, we're getting ready for the show. It's like, oh, some uh, trailer for a new Michelle Yeoh project? What? What's this? And it, <laughs> we watched it and we were like, whoa. Yeah. It's like, this looks wacky and out there and awesome and everything in between. So, yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to seeing this. And all from that trailer. Absolutely. All right. What's next? Florian Stump says, not surprised at the mixed reviews, but I need to see Matrix 4 on the big screen on Wednesday. John, it has to be done. P.S. Of course, this is not meant to be super serious. Stay safe, everybody. Yeah, I am also not surprised to hear about the mixed reactions that it's getting. Of course, full reviews come out tomorrow. Then we'll get a real sense of what people thought about it. But I'm going to go see it Wednesday. I I for sure am going to go see it Wednesday. I mean, I don't have a lot of expectations for it, but maybe that can work in my favor. Maybe having low expectations is going to help my experience out a lot. All right, what's next? Koa1708 says, with how well Spider-Man is doing in the MCU, why would Sony want to stop working with Marvel? Is it because they want 100% of the profits or perhaps Marvel doesn't want Spider-Man anymore? No, I think it has. Look, if... And this is a big if. If Sony is angling to take S- Spider-Man back into the into the Sony-verse, which they have every right to do because it's theirs, it's going to be because they have plans for what they want to do with their own Sony-verse. That, that's it. Like, obviously, Kevin Feige doesn't want to open up the playground entirely and say, okay, my MCU, Sony, you can do whatever movies you want, and they, we'll all just say it's a part of my MCU. Kevin Feige don't want to do that. So Sony probably has a plan of their own, and they're having great success. The two Venom movies have been huge successes. Yeah. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is winning Oscars. 
Everybody's excited about the next one. Uh, I am dying to see Morbius, even though I fear that it, it looks like it might get delayed. Yeah. But for now, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. I cannot wait to see it Morbius. It looks so good. It, it looks great so far. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. But I think if they if there is a desire in Sony to bring him back over, it's because they have plans mm -hmm. for forming this own Spider-Man cinematic universe of their own. So if that's what they're doing, that's probably what's motivating it. All right, what's next? Jay Bling says, when I suggested No Way Home could reach Endgame's domestic total due to holiday legs, I forgot to take into account Omicron. Yeah. Sigh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's part of the reason why it's so uh, mind-blowing that, that it came in second, uh, uh, the most the second most opening weekend box office ever is because of the situation, the context, but that context is also going to hinder it as it moves forward. So how, by how much we don't know, we'll have to wait and see. All right. What's next? Jeff says, hi, John, longtime viewer just came across the fact that Maverick trailer is two years old. Yep. Now. Wow. I know it was delayed for reasons, but this long, this long a mistake. Also, if Tom Cruise isn't in Rogue Squadron, I will quit Star Wars joke. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I. it is crazy that it has been now. When is that supposed to come out again? Well, it was supposed to come out a little, like two months ago. Right. And then they deleted it again, I think, to the summer. I, I got to look it up exactly when it's supposed to come out. Damn but yeah, it. that first trailer came out like two years ago. At Comic-Con, at San Diego Comic-Con, oh Tom God. Cruise came out and said, I'm going to show you the first trailer for the new film Maverick. But listen, I'll tell you this. They showed us like 13 minutes of Maverick at, San, at not at San Diego Comic-Con, at uh, CinemaCon Cinema in Las Vegas. Yeah. Awesome. It was only 13 minutes, but what they showed us was awesome. I cannot. I've been one of these doubters, like, ah, I think it's a little too little, too late for Top Gun. And then I saw these 13 minutes. I'm like, nope, this, this movie looks amazing. I cannot wait to see it. But, you know, they got to release it when they think they're going to make their best investment return. Mm -hmm. And releasing it now, you're not going to get your best investment return. And so they think this thing can work. If it, if it is the summer that they're releasing, and I can't remember if it is, I, I think it's, listen, this movie is, looks so good. I think it's still going to make a lot of money, even though the first trailer came out two years ago. I miss Tom Cruise. I miss him. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. All right. What is our final question of the day? Ryan G says, hi, John. I meant the issues around Mississauga and Toronto. Well said. Did I say it right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is because of Omicron that I couldn't see Spider-Man No Way Home. I was not sick or anything like that. Oh, okay. So yeah. So on the John Cabe show earlier today, Ryan wrote in and says because of health issues. I thought he meant because he was sick and couldn't go and see it. Oh, but because of the, oh, the, oh, the pandemic yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Listen, dude, there are going to be a lot of people in the same boat as you uh, with that. So, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. That's the most important yeah. thing. Spider-Man No Way Home will still be there. Uh, as will we. As that concludes this installment of our companion video, guys, we are now all caught up. Thank you so much to everybody who sent in those questions. Number one, because you gave us great fun things to talk about. But number two, you supported this channel as you did it. And all of us involved here, thank you so much for that support. I want to thank Kim for helping me get through the questions here today. Kim, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Yeah, you guys, I'm on Instagram at wasgoodkimberly. And you guys can, of course, follow me on social media on Instagram and Twitter right there at John Campia. Okay, guys, that'll do it for me for now. Thanks a lot for being here. My name's John Campia. And until next time, my friends, bye-bye.